What's going on, Trophy Kids? It is the NFL Week 2 podcast. This is a great one. I went into the lab. I got absolutely beat up this week. No hiding from it, but we went in. We got some great information. We're breaking down all of the games. It's a little bit longer than the NFL one's probably going to be going forward. Uh, we're going to change the format a little bit, but we wanted to make sure we break down every game, give you the information you need, show you that we are taking this seriously, and we are grinding over here. So I hope you like it. Love your support here. Thank you for being part of the Trophy Kids moment, and let's go. And welcome to Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is September 17th. As always, I am your host, Nate. We've got Michael online to talk week two NFL. My sound levels are off the chart right now. Good night. Um, it was it was an interesting first week. I had about the worst week I think I've ever had gambling-wise. I went a good two and seven, which uh, I looked back is my worst week ever. Um, There's some things that I was mad at myself about, um, but... We're going to try to make up for it this week. I don't know what is going on with the sound here, but um, how are you doing today, good sir? I'm doing well. I had a very poor gambling weekend as well. Um, I went 0-3 in fantasy football. <laughs> My team lost. Um, but you know what? The primetime game is rocked, so that was good, um, including like the 425 Chiefs game. So that was uh, that was nice to watch. But uh, yeah, it was it was a enjoyable but rough weekend. Oh, absolutely. I mean, in college, I can't bust 50%, apparently. Like, every weekend, I just go 50%. Uh, we will have the college episode coming out uh, tomorrow. Yes, same day. Um, always get that confused. I was mad at myself for just forgetting simple principles. Like, you know what? Don't rely on an offense that's quarterback had offseason drama and didn't get, didn't get together with a team. Like, we have two examples, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. Both had disputes around the same time. One got his handled and got right back to it. The other had vacation, which is fine. But, like, I just ignored that and just bet the over in the Saints-Packers game, thinking the Packers would have some form of an offense. Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers looks like he's about six way, six weeks away from announcing he's going to start a commune in California and just live off what Mother Earth provides and smoke some really good herb. Like, that's, that's what it looks like right now. So it was not, like, those principles I just let go and just was a little loosey-goosey too much with it this uh this past week mm -hmm. yeah and another quarterback maybe to add to that list not quite nearly as high drama though but you know the kirk cousins the vaccination thing um that was kind of a bit of a distraction in the offseason and they came out and uh they lost to a cincinnati Bengals team that i figured they would handle pretty easily yeah, I mean, that that's the nice thing about week one, and I, I prefaced that when I did the college shows. Like, these first weeks, I very oh, yeah. lightly sprinkle because I'm we're shaking off the rust like everybody else. Like, they're, like, in college, I completely forgot about the factor of fans in the stadium and how much hold fame advantage is because of COVID year. Like, my brain just went to mush. So um, we put in a lot of work, a lot of prep to try to get it right this week. We'll see how it goes. Um, <coughs> excuse me. We're off to a hot start here. The crazy thing about this past weekend, too, dogs covered at an unbelievable rate. For the first time in week one, 14. They went 14 for 12 against the spread. I do have a, a stat of the week as we get into these picks. We're going to kind of go through every game, give our highlights, what we think. Um, but keep in mind for the listener, Gills Gallant, I saw tweeted this out. Seven NFL teams lost by double digits plus 10, obviously, or more in week one. Atlanta, Tennessee, Indiana, or Indianapolis, Jacksonville, Green Bay, 
Giants, Chicago. Since 2014, 60.4% of teams that lose by double digits in week one go on to cover the spread in week two, and 46.9% win outright. So fun little fact as we go through this week, because there are some interesting spreads, to say the least, um, for this one. (laughs) Yeah. Crazy weekend. Just some of the, I mean, like three double-digit spreads in an NFL weekend, wild. It's insane. Um, we are going to get into it. I figured the best way to do this is we'll just go through every game. We'll probably recap a little what happened last week, what we're looking at this week for each game. And this is going to come out after the Thursday night, but I'm going to give you the floor here because we've got your Giants, or not your Giants, the Giants <laughs> going against your Washington football team. Last I checked, the spread was at three and a half. Um, over-unders at 40 and a half, at least at the book I'm looking at. Um, what are your thoughts? Previous week, going into this, where are you at here? <laughs> I mean, I'm not nearly as confident on my team as, as I was last week going into the game, um, but I, I was really happy to see that the Giants looked horrific. Um, Saquon Barkley was averaging like 2.8 yards a carry. They've definitely limited his workload. I would imagine they're going to continue doing that with, you know, such a short break. Um, but it's a tough one. Daniel Jones is 4-0 against us, but he's 4-19 against the rest of the league. Um, he just For whatever reason, he dominates us. Um, super, I mean, their weakness is our strength. Obviously that offensive line is horrific. Um, in our defensive line, although they did not look that great last weekend, um, you would hope that this is a good opportunity for a nice bounce back game. That figure is so low. I kind of understand why they're going with the 40. Uh, you know, we have Taylor Heineke playing the giants offense struggles in general. I'm leaning still towards the over on that. Um, but it's definitely a tough call for me. I'm hoping that we can just literally come out and just dominate them tonight. Um, I think we have that ability. I just, just, just don't trust my team to do it right now. Um, so I'm, I'm still going to pick the football team. I'm going to pick them to cover, but it is not a very confident pick. And I mean, everyone hearing this tomorrow can probably laugh at me, honestly, because I'm probably going to be wrong. <laughs> I'm honestly, I mean, I'm not giving away anything because this hasn't been released yet, but uh, my pick to Thursday, the, the football team is the team I'm picking to cover here. Um, to kind of give away the lead. What did you think last week with the Chargers? Because there have been some takes flying around, and I feel like we've some people have lost sight. You know, there's good and bad with both these. I have some things that jumped off the page with the football team, but, like, I think people forgot how good the Chargers are going to be. Like, they are in my top five this season. I have them making the playoffs. I honestly have them. I contemplated betting them to win the division. It's just that division has a right. monster at the top of it. Um, but this is an insanely good team. I was pleasantly surprised. Like I didn't have, think they were going to go in and win that game. There was good and bad, in my opinion, but I, I like your take on your football team's at least last week performance. Yeah, I mean, I think the Chargers look like they're going to be a damn good team. Um, I'm really looking forward just as kind of, you know, I know you can't really judge week to week in the NFL always, but you can kind of use it kind of as a measuring tool. So I'm really curious to see how they play against, you know, another division team in our with the Cowboys. Um, I think that's going to, give me give everyone kind of an idea of just maybe how good the chargers are how good you know washington is compared just just seeing how that plays out but man justin herbert looked fantastic um lombardi taking over that offense i mean he's bringing that sean payton mind over yeah i mean that's only gonna enhance things um i mean the coaching last year for the chargers was pretty piss poor <laughs> that's um, an understatement yeah i mean it was bad so when you just think about that and just think about how talented justin herbert was as a rookie being probably the greatest rookie quarterback ever 
I'm not surprised that he came out and just, just shredded um, our defense. I thought Jack Del Rio kind of had a very vanilla, very vanilla defensive plan. I saw like no exotic blitzing. Mm -hmm. Um, We just kind of sat back in some zone. Um, So I was kind of disappointed in that. The linebacker play was really bad. Um, So I'm hoping, you know, the team can kind of get it together tonight, but yeah, those, the chargers, man, they, they look very good. And, you know, we'll, we'll discuss that game coming up here, but I, I, I very much like the spread that the, that I'm seeing right now for them. Um, But yeah, they, they look to be a very good competitive team this year. I agree. Yeah. That that was something that jumped off and Ron Rivera put it on film sort of for the rest of the league that like you, Justin Herbert might be one of those quarterbacks you don't want to punt the ball to at the end of the game because he absolutely iced that game yes. um, in incredible fashion. Justin Herbert is amazing. It, it, I was, that was a game where I paid close attention to because I was wondering how Justin Herbert would look with the new scheme because it is more complicated than what he was dealing with last year, but he looked great. The offensive line, I mean, the Chargers have done such a good job of building that football team, and we'll talk about them here in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I went back and I looked at the Washington football team. They blitzed on about 30, a little over 30. It was a 30.69% rate. They only got pressure on about 10 10.7% dropbacks. It wasn't great. Um, I, I was kind of shocked by that. Now, that line is better than what they're going to face here um, yes, in Daniel Jones. It should be noted, I mean, this shouldn't really matter, but it kind of does. Rashawn Slater did own Chase Young in college as well. Yes. Um, so <laughs> apparently Rashawn Slater has Chase Young's number uh, yep, for great. sure. Yeah. Graded out as the best offense, uh, rookie offensive lineman this past week by uh, Pro Football Focus. So, yep. yeah, it, that was... You know, something that made him, I think, jump on a lot of draft boards is his ability to handle Chase Young because he opted out, obviously, his last year at Northwestern. But I was surprised by that. Taylor Heineke, it was weird. The 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 number, like, I don't know if there's a big drop-off here between him and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, we're going to see, but I would, from a betting standpoint, because we didn't really get to see what Ryan Fitzpatrick looked like, I'm interested to see the drop-off because I like Tyler Heineke. Now, we should preface this too, because he could absolutely stink. But what I liked about him is that he did play aggressive. I mean, the first play out of the gate, they had him passing the ball off play action, and he looked deep. Um, you know, he last year, once he kind of settled into the game against the Bucks, he could play a little bit more free because, you know, he's the backup. He has the built-in excuse of, you know, if I fail, you know, what did you expect me to do? I'm going up against kind of an elite defense here. And he played a little free. There was good and positives there. I didn't mind his game against the Giants matchup here. Um, and I look at Daniel Jones, you're right. Daniel Jones has had the football team's number, but he's also never won on Thursday night. So we're gonna get a we're gonna get a break in his statistic here this week, one way or the other. Um when I looked at Tyler Haneke, he he did miss high, which wasn't great on some things. Um, but he did go eleven for fifteen, 122 yards, completion percentage of seventy three point three percent and a touchdown. Um, so not terrible first outing. And then when you look at Danny Dimes, not great. Um, he had the 20... It's a small sample size against the Broncos. The Broncos barely brought any pressure last week. I think they had like a 4% pressure rate. And yet, Daniel Jones was 26th in pressure uh, QBR on, versus the Blitz last week. Like, it just... He wasn't good in the small sample of kind of pressure he faced against the Broncos. And he's going right. to face a lot more pressure because the, the pressure numbers were off... Were much different for the football team this week. So I do like the football team in this spot um, at three and a half. I like it. Um, it. The one thing, you know, that will be interesting is obviously, you know, last year, the, the playoff matchup that our teams had, we didn't know Taylor was playing until that morning. Um, <laughs> yes. And, 
this is like the first time that a team knows Taylor is the starter and knows the game plan strictly for Taylor. So that will be interesting. Um, I mean, I think I've already said on the show before, you know, I did go to ODU for three years. So I watched Taylor play in college and I will say like, now we were playing, you know, we're playing teams like Towson, but Taylor is the best college player I've ever seen in my life. He was so (laughs) fucking good. Um, Now that's not going to translate exactly over to the NFL, but he has been in this Scott Turner, this, uh, the the old Panthers offense. He was on the Panthers before. Mm. I think he, I think he was under Scott Turner when he was in Minnesota as well. So he really does know the Scott Turner offense. So that, that does help him a lot. Um, He could run this offense fine, but uh, it's just kind of the, the physical limitations that he has. He doesn't have the strongest arm. He's a relatively smaller player. Um, so that that's, you know, my main concerns with Taylor for sure. Yeah. I think what benefits him here and why I kind of like him so much here in this spot is while it is not similar to the playoff situation, it's a short week of prep for the giants. So you don't have a ton of time to sit back and really kind of prep for Taylor Heineke. So it is a very, it's a short week. You can kind of play a little loose and free. Um, so that's sort of why I like him here. I also like them for the ability that I think they're going to be able to bring pressure. And I just think the Giants stink. Um, it's why I bet the Broncos <laughs> last year. I don't think this coaching staff is very good. You have to remember Jason Garrett is calling the offensive plays for this team. Joe Judge isn't exactly a brainiac in the offensive department. So it's not exactly like we're, we have high expectations here. Um, I also don't hate – Daniel Jones is a weird one for me, and we'll, we'll move on from this game here in a second, but he's a weird one because there are times where I thought he looked good in the first half and then you put that fourth quarter tape in and he looked terrible and made some bad, bad decisions. Like, there was one that jumped off the page. It was third and fourth with about 7.30 left in the fourth. They were down like 27 in the red zone. He had a Jameis type play where he is being sacked, is not really looking downfield and just throws it up. Like, bro, you're you're in scoring position. Just take the sack. Eat it. Like, just be smart or or throw it away before the guy's literally ragdolling you. Um, so it's still decisions like that. His addiction to fumbles is not great. Oh, that yeah. <laughs> so there's just a lot of indicators to me that, that that this is a football team win. But we will see. It's Thursday night. Thursday night games get weird and crazy. Um, both of us have been on the bad side of some Thursday night games. So Maybe. it'll be interesting, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Next one, Raiders-Steelers. Last I checked, the line was at 5.5. Under-over is at 46.5. These two teams, I mean, I don't know. No. When we were going through our prep, I didn't know what's up, what's down with these teams. I know the Steelers have a great defense, but that's about it with them. I didn't get much. <laughs> yeah, um, these two teams, I mean, Vegas surprised me on Monday. Yeah, um, great, great game, by the way. Awesome game. Oh, my God, what a game. And they, they did everything they could to fuck it up. <laughs> yes, they do not want to win that game. Everything they, they, they could um, to really fuck that game up. Uh, this game is tough for me. Um, Najee Harris didn't come out and do exactly what I was expecting with Pittsburgh. Um, this is a great bounce-back situation for him. The Vegas run defense is not very good. Um, so I, I do like that. The five and a half, I'm actually getting – I, I hope it goes back to five. I'm seeing six and a half on mine, but I'm, I'm going to go with your five and a half. Cause that, that really changes my pick. <laughs> so like I'm sitting at the five and a half. I, I probably, probably take the Steelers, but you go up to six and a half. I might go with the Raiders. Yeah. Um, Darren Waller is just, he is a problem. That man is unbelievable. But it's pretty clear that uh, Derek Carr is going to throw the ball to 28 <laughs> times a game. So I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how defenses start, 
you know, planning, you know, they're going to say, okay, you're, you're going to have to beat us with Henry Ruggs or someone. Um, I, I, I expect the Pittsburgh Steelers to um, do what they do every year. And that's generally be very smart on defense. They're going to take away your best weapon. They're going to take away Waller in my opinion. I mean, he'll still get his numbers. I don't think we're going to see the same type of game. So if we're sitting at that five and a half, I will pretty comfortably be taking the Steelers six and a half. I'm getting a little nervous for sure. Yep. Um, but I, I just think they're going to do, they're going to, they're going to be coached. Well, they're going to take away that, that number one option that, and they're going to have to try to beat him by running the ball with Jacobs and getting Henry Ruggs the ball. Although Brian Edwards, maybe he's better than Henry Ruggs. Um, it's possible. Yeah, <laughs> he might be. So, I mean, he seems to be a, a pretty good talent coming up there in uh, Vegas that I think they have to get excited for. Um, but for right now, I'm, I'm leaning towards those Steelers because I just think they're going to take Waller out of the game. I'm with you. Like this had to be the shortest week of prep for the Steelers. They popped the tape in. We're like, oh, Waller's it, and then turned it <laughs> off like that. It was <laughs> there ain't much there in that offense. Um, I, I'm with you. As long as it's within the football number of six, I, I think I like the Steelers. As soon as we start including the football number of six, you've got my attention on the Raiders. I think uh, yes. because the Raiders. The Ravens also gave that game away. Um, Lamar Jackson, you know, has some issues with the fumbles there. But this is a team where I just... I didn't have high hopes for them coming into the season. They performed better than I thought they were going to, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Waller is a monster. We've we've all been kind of keying in on that since Hard Knocks. Um, Let us know that he's a monster. (laughs) Um, And a problem (laughs) for defenses. But he is it. Like, it's very one-dimensional. Yeah. Now, you could almost make the same case for the Steelers because they didn't have much going offensively. I think ben, Big Ben finished top five in bad throw percentage. Um, so, it, and that's tough because the thing about the Steelers, too, is they turned the most efficient offense last year into oh a muck-it-up game. And yeah. part of that's on J- Josh Allen. Part of that's on Dable and his play calling. But part of that was just really fucking good defense. Um, and they are suffocating. DJ Watt. Deserved his payday. Yes, he did. <laughs> we'll say that. And the Steelers demonstrated, and the Bills to the point also did, that you got to be good on all phases of the football game because you can't you can't slack on special teams. That's what turned the game for them. So it, the Steelers, I want to see more come come out of it. They, they're generally a, a get-out-the-gate hot team, and I, mm-hmm. I wasn't overly impressed by it, but this is a... This is one of those games where it's get right for the Steelers. If they don't get right here on some, some things... We could be looking at a, a decently ugly season for, I think, the Steelers' offense, at least. Yep, totally agree. All right, Bengals-Bears. This number has been moving down. Um, I think it started... I, I forget what the starting number is. When I started my prep this week, it was at 3.5. It's now... I'm seeing at 1.5. Bengals are our favorite. I don't know what your book's showing. Um, I'm looking at FanDuel right now. The Bears are still favored over-unders at 45.5. The Bengals have been a covering machine under Joe Burrow. Um, in the ten full games Joe Burrow has played, he's seven two and one against the spread. In all or nine of those games, they were underdogs. Um, Joe Burrow posted the third best passer rating versus the blitz this past game. It is a, a small sample, um, but that's pretty damn good. He also saw the fourth most pressure rate on his dropbacks. So, pretty good jump out the start there against the Vikings, and the Bears were just a disaster defensively i thought um yep. most most yards passed they gave up the most yards pa- per pass attempt um in the league last week it was against a team that we're going to talk about here shortly in the, in the rams that is very good um but where do you kind of lie in this game cuz this is <laughs> this is a battle of the stupids in my opinion so it, it <laughs> is and this 
this is so crazy for me to say. The Cincinnati Bengals are starting the season two and I kind of agree. <laughs> they're winning this game. <laughs> yeah. They're they're going to win this game. Um, I don't really have much else to say about it. They're going to win. The Bears defense is just not very not very good right now. It's a little bit concerning. Um, I think Burrow. I think Burrow kind of understands. My offensive line's not very good. I need to just kind of get this ball out. Um, I think he he's a smart player. I think he's he just he's the better quarterback out of everyone on the field in that game. Yeah. Um, the Bears just uh, and the whole Andy Dalton experience, and then you know throwing Fields in there every now and then. I mean, it's fun. It's fun to watch. Um, I don't know why they're really doing it, but whatever. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I, I tell you what, I like the Bengals here, and I like the over. I like the Bengals as well, mainly because I was going to take them on the spread. The spreads moved down. At this point, I might you might as well just take the money line. Yeah. The juice is better there. Yeah. Um, I'm with you as well. I, the Bengals, they just kind of hang around. I don't like Zach Taylor for the most part as a coach. You know, people were giving huge credit on that fourth down play, and then we found out it was Joe Burrow who changed the play at the line of scrimmage that got him that conversion. I do like the mindset of going for it though, so I will give Zach Taylor credit there. But I'm not a big Zach Taylor fan. I think he's done a lot of dumb things in his career, um, especially just having Joe Burrow last year drop back more than any quarterback in the National Football League with an offensive line that could probably not block my three-year-old nephew. So you know, like or not nephew, um, cousin. I was like, you have a nephew. <laughs> I don't have a nephew. <laughs> yeah, there's my mom just. Just said what? <laughs> paused, 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 yeah. paused Excuse the recording. Me. I'm getting a call right now on a <laughs> Friday afternoon. Uh, actually, I don't even have a three. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> we're just all over the place here. Um, but yeah, so it's it, it, there's been some dumb things there. I'm with you. I think the Bengals are starting two and zero on the season. I like them here. The fact that Joe Burrow he looked good. I mean, you could tell it was a little shaky to start the game, but. Got right into the drive. That play with Chase was awesome. LSU, by the way, has the greatest social media team in the world. I don't know if you saw the oh, clip yeah, of them. I saw it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're just on it so quick. Uh, put together the greatest hype video ever back when they won the national championship game. So, yeah, I'm with you. Bengals, money line. I don't have much else to say on this game. It, I just watched it, and I'm more impressed with them. And Matt, I guess what I do have is Matt Nagy's an idiot. I don't know what he's <laughs> doing with the coaching staff. Dude, that, that's an evergreen saying. That's Matt Nagy's an idiot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and what's even better too is he thinks he's so I, I think when i was in the off season i was reading he's got like the it's like a big brain board and i'm like there can't be much up on that board so i don't know what you're not doing. much at all yeah. and i just want to add you know i did say the cincinnati Bengals are going two and oh they are um but they're not good so i just yes get that up. they're still not a good team everyone there but they are probably gonna go two and out Yes, 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 yes. I agree. And there's a lot of teams we see early in the season that go, you know, get off to hot starts that are not deserving those hot starts. But yeah, I'm with you here. Um, Another team who got off to a blazing start in their first game, but we don't have high hopes for the season, um, is the Texans. Texans versus Browns, and a team that we do have high hopes for. This this is one of our first double digit spreads. I'm seeing it at 12.5 right now, over unders at 47.5. Where are you just to start on this game? Well, you know, when I first saw it, I just kind of naturally thought, God, that's a huge spread. Um, Houston came out and shocked all of us last week. Um, I was telling people, I'm glad, hopefully no one listened to me, but I was like, hey, Survivor League, you use your Jaguars now because like <laughs> they're playing the Texans, use a nice shitty team. So I hope no one listened to me. Um, but and then I just kind of thought about it more and more. And I was just like, you know what? Let's not overreact to that Texans performance that they had against Jacksonville. That's a brand new head coach who I have a lot of questions about um, 
brand new rookie quarterback who I think is going to be very good, but he's going to struggle. Um, so I just, I kept telling myself, you know, don't overreact to what happened last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Cleveland came out and looked like they made step on the throat of Kansas city. Um, and then just kind of things started falling apart. Kansas city got hot. That's just kind of what happens. Um, but uh, so I thought about it more and more. I actually think I am going to take Cleveland to cover that 12 and a half. It's a little bit more risky. I understand, but I, I just, I don't want to overreact to Houston going out there and playing really well against that Jacksonville team. I think Cleveland, they looked good, good defense, good offense. The run game is just, it's absurd. Um, they're yep. just an exciting team to watch. I'm going to go with them at 12 and a half. I'm not super confident about it. Um, and I'm going to take the over cause I, I, I they can score, um, I don't know how Houston's going to do, but I could see turnovers, defensive touchdown type thing. So I'm going to take the over as well. Yeah, this is this is an interesting because it's the first double digit one. I hate double digit spreads in the NFL. Nothing makes me more nervous than the NFL because it's also because I do college as well. And it's hard to switch that brain off. Yes. Because it is just, it's completely different. Um, The margins are so much thinner. I like, it's funny because I was sitting back on Sunday and my brain was like, oh, they'll have a quick play. Not in this game because the Chiefs are essentially a college team where they just score whenever they want. Um, But the, uh, there was these times where like, oh, we can still cover the spread. It's like, no, dude, it's the NFL. These teams are fucking grinded out. Margins are so much thinner. They're not going to turn around real quick and score 14 points in like four minutes. Like that just doesn't really happen unless you're the Lions and the 49ers are shit in the bed. So, you know, and we'll get to those in a minute. But yeah, I'm with you. The, the Texans, we're going to get to the Jags and how kind of bad they are right now. But yeah. this feels for people who are hot on the Texans, I could see it against the Jags. This one's harder because the Browns went toe to toe with what many would consider the second best team in the NFL. Some would argue the best. They're easily a top five, no doubt about it. People will very put them in various different positions. I would put them top two. Um, and they went toe to toe with them. I mean, you don't have the, the mess up on special teams, you know, that kind of changed the game. You don't have Tyreek Hill and, and Patrick Mahomes as big cat calls it just running the touchdown play. Um, all of a sudden, you know, there were some big swings there, but yeah, they looked very good. This offense is going. Baker's got to clean it up in the fourth quarter. He, you know, I was looking over his numbers. The fourth quarter is not kind to Baker Mayfield. He's got to be better there. But this Browns team is really good. Um, I picked them to win the division. Um, we'll see if that comes to fruition. I'm, I'm feeling a little bit better after seeing the Ravens, but that's a tough one. It's a tough division. I, I'm with you. I, I will say Tyrod Taylor was a pleasant surprise in this game. He was. He was aggressive. Um, all over the place. Yes, he had a he had a nine point six yards or air intended air yards per attempt which is a little bit more aggressive for Tyrod Taylor oh yeah um he had one of the best throws literally nobody's talking about in the first quarter he stepped right into pressure and dropped a deep ball about like 830 I think it was the 830 ish mark um was a great pass yeah he was looking great um I forgot Lovey. We did the breakdown of them. I completely forgot Lovey was on the staff. Um, I love seeing Lovey out there with his big he's old great. beer. I just I, love him. Awesome. I, I wish Lovey Smith nothing but the best. Um, <laughs> I liked him on my bucks. I, I love Lovey Smith. But um, yeah, I'm with you. I think I have to go Browns. If this number was like 14, I'd be like, nah, bet Texans. But we're under the 14 mark. I, I, I'm with you. I hate betting big dogs or uh, against big dogs in the NFL, but it's hard. It's hard for me to justify the Texans based on what I saw in the competition level they played and how good the Browns looked, and they will learn from their mistakes. Kevin Stefanski is a hell of a head coach and will learn from that game. All righty. 
Next one here. Rams, Colts. Rams are minus three and a half. Over-under is 47 and a half. This game is extremely interesting to me. I'll let you kind of kick it off. Where are you heading into this initially? Um, initially, I, I am leaning the Rams. I, I like the Rams a lot this year. Um, I pretty much... Every single NFC West team won last week, and I, I kind of think it's going to happen again this week, just looking at the schedule. Matt Stafford on that team is just such a difference between Jared Goff. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, he's out there just slinging it. He's having so much fun. He's like, oh, my God, I'm winning in the NFL. He can't believe his, He can't believe what's going on after getting out of Detroit. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm leaning towards L.A., but, I mean, the Colts have a good team. They always do. They always fucking do. Um, it, it's, it's not the very uh, confident – lean towards the Rams but that team that the defense they just play so confident I, I just I just like that team I, I think they're gonna win yeah the um sorry. I'm with the Rams you said yes yeah, yeah I'm with you the um the Colts I think there's a little bit of an overreaction because a lot of people didn't necessarily tune into the Seahawks Colts game and they saw kind of the highlight plays of Russ cooking in mean, the box store but when you watch it it's a little bit close it's a little deceiving what people will tell you. I thought it was a little bit closer than most would say. The back end for the Colts defense needs to clean it up. I mean, they were, I think, fourth most. Yeah, I have them as fourth most yards per pass play. They gave up 10.5. That's terrible. Their front seven was good, though. The O-line was good in the first half and then kind of struggled, we'll say, in the second half. But Carson Wentz, he looked good out of the gate. Um, there were times where he struggled, but I, I thought it was a closer game than most. It's just the Rams are so damn good. This yes. team... It, that game, and I know it's one game, and it's one sample, and you don't want to overreact a ton, but for most people, we went into this game going, I think uh, Stafford is going to go off. He's going to take this team to the next level. It's just let's see if he does it against a, a good test in the Bears, and he exceeded expectations for me. I mean, I we've all known, well, I shouldn't say we all, but me and you both have definitely known that Stafford is an extremely capable quarterback. His failures came more on the his front office and his head coaching staff and the people he put they put around him, uh, but he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and he gets to ball out this season. I'm so excited for that, but this team is... I mean, it's a complete football team. There's not a whole lot of holes in this football team. McVay has a guy that he can call everything in his playbook for. Um, they have a defense that is very good in all phases of the football game. Like, this is a complete football team where the Colts still have some questions. Now, it's the NFL. It's week to week. Anybody can beat anybody. Um, but it's just hard. It, for me, it's hard to pick the Colts here because the Rams are just that complete football team right now. Yep, absolutely. All right, Bills-Dolphins. Uh, lines at plus three and a half for the Dolphins. Bills minus three and a half, obviously. Over under 47 and a half. This game has me interested, I will say Me that. too. <laughs> this one's tough, man. This yes. is really tough. I'm kind of bummed that I was super busy last week so we couldn't do a show because, I mean, I had I, I picked the Dolphins as dogs going and beat, to beat New England. Like that, Hell of a pick. I thought that was just kind of pretty obvious. Um, but this... This is tough because Buffalo came out last week and just very underwhelming. Josh Allen, very underwhelming, very disappointing, almost a little concerning. Um, I have a very concerning stat here for you in a minute. Yeah, <laughs> it was a little concerning. Um, and, and Miami came out. They played great. Um, they're both really well-coached teams. I'm having a hard time seeing Buffalo come out and go 0-2. I mean, that would be crazy. Yep. Um, 
especially because then they get my football team. So they're obviously going to go and three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, naturally. Yeah, naturally. Um, this, I almost like don't even have a pick for you, bro. Like I, I, I'm going to go Buffalo minus three, but dude, I, I am color me. And I don't want to overreact color me a little concerned about these bills. I, cause I have, I believe I have a, uh, I believe I have a, a season long sweat bet with the bills bucks, both winning over 11 and a half. And I'm a little concerned about my bills here. Yeah, that is, that is tough. Um, here's a, a concerning stat for you. Josh Allen faced the second highest pressure rate last week in the NFL. He had the worst passer rating out of all 32 quarterbacks against the Blitz. It was bad. Um, yes, was and he's facing a Dolphins team that was, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh in pressure rate last week. Um, so not a great, great stat right off the bat. Now, there are differences between the Steelers and Dolphins, but mind you, the Steelers are just a 0.5% higher in pressure rate than the Dolphins were last week. It's a small sample size, but that is a concerning stat of how bad Josh Allen looked when pressured or facing the blitz. Now, can he clean that up? Absolutely. It's the first week. You know, we don't want to overreact too much, but that sort of jumped off the page when I was doing some research for this, that that is concerning to me because the Dolphins' defense is not to be trifled with. This is a very good defense, um, especially from the takeaway department and scoring off takeaways. Um, I have concerns about the the Dolphins' offense a little bit. Tua looked very serviceable and fine, but I I'm not a Tua believer. I think the Tua Waddle connection is going to be highly entertaining. Yes. Um, I have concerns about being able to put together consistent drives back-to-back, but the explosiveness is there. Waddle's going to be a hell of a player. I'm so excited to see him. It, once again, don't want to overreact too much, but these are the weeks. These first four weeks, you're making your biggest adjustments on teams. And the Dolphins and the Waddle factor and to a connection there is going to be awesome. Similar to the Chase Burrow. There's a history there. They kind of get right off right off the bus and don't miss a beat. Um, but that was concerning to me. So I'm, I think I like the, the Bills to win, but the Dolphins to cover now it's not on my card i'm not sure if i'm betting it yet i'll, I'll let the fans know through our, our social at trophy gets pod if you're not following us but i like i think i like the dolphins to cover and the bills to win but this is there's some concerning things off the bat for me here very much so and just to add to you know the dolphins being explosive they also get they get will fuller back i mean so yep. will fuller i mean you know he's in his streak down the sideline so they, they have they have some weapons there they can be a scary team absolutely Alrighty, next game. It fits well because the Dolphins played them last week. Pats versus Jets. The line is at five and a half right now. Over unders at forty two and a half. Bill Belichick. Want to know his record against rookie QBs? Let's hear. Twenty one and six last time I checked. So he is not kind to rookie QBs. Um, he will get Zach Wilson in an offense and a team for that matter that is down quite a few bodies. Um, how are you feeling initially on this lean? I, I do have a – this is a bet I am betting this week, so we will preface with that. This game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. It is this fair game trip. blows. This is the worst game ever. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going pats on this. Uh, Mac Jones came out and looked pretty good. Zach Wilson came out and kind of learned, hey, preseason's a little different than the regular season. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go with the pats here. I think this is a very boring game. Um, I think Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick will continue that record. He'll improve that record. Uh, the Jets are missing people. I know they're getting Jamison Crowder back. That, yep. that should help. Um, but it's, it is kind of a big number because I, I don't think the Pats are like 
really that great or anything. I agree. Um, so it, it is kind of a it's kind of a healthy spread there, but I, I think the Pats will will get 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 a dub this weekend and probably cover that. I agree. Um, there's a couple things that also jump off the page here, and just rewatching that game. Um, first off, you know we mentioned Josh Allen was the worst quarterback against the Blitz. Zach Wilson was the second worst quarterback against yeah. the Blitz. Um, his QBR or his QB rating was second worst, and he saw pressure on forty six um, and forty six and a half percent of his dropbacks. I think Bill Belichick's going to take advantage of that. He's without Becton, too, on that offensive line. That's a huge miss for him. Um, But when we flip the other side of the coin here, the Patriots' side is what makes it strong here. The defense, I think, is going to kind of eat Zach Wilson alive here a little bit. Um, But it is the Mac Jones and just the offense getting back to Patriots' offense. Um, We saw it in this first game, the high usage of tight ends. Last season, the tight end room accounted for 18 receptions. Ridiculous. The entire season, 18. Darren Waller had like 25 targets the other day. <laughs> yeah. Um, this season so far, they have eight collectively. So they're already more than, or almost halfway there in one game. Um, Henry averaged 10.3 yards a catch, Smith 8.4. Tight, they used, they were heavy with motion, which is good for Mac and kind of being able to identify defenses. They went up against one of the top secondaries in the league, li- or last year in Miami in week one, they're getting one of the bottom feeders in secondaries against the Jets here. Um, so I do I do like the number here. I am betting the Pats at minus five and a half. If we get to the six number, I would grab that. I'm betting it right after we get done with this. <clears throat> but um, Or I bet it and I'm going to post it, I should say, right after this. Um, if it gets to six and a half, I don't love it at that point. But anything under six, I, I do like the Pats here. Um, I just think they're they looked good. Mac Jones moved well in the pocket, and Zach Wilson he may be good, he may be bad. We don't, I don't really know. I'm gonna hold judgment on him. I yeah. love the people that are on like Twitter right now. They're showing that clip of him stepping into a hit and delivering a fucking missile of a ball, which is great. And they're like, they're kind of ragging on us all who are like the kid never saw pressure in college. That statement is not untrue. He never really saw pressure in college. We don't know what he's going to be in the NFL with that. It's a good ball he threw, but let's see. Once again, his QBR or his quarterback rating was the second worst against the Blitz. So, like, let's not use one play to justify a, a whole a whole game. I'll say that. Agreed. Yep. All right, 49ers Eagles lines at three and a half. Eagles are the underdogs here. Over unders at fifty and a half. Eagles surprised a lot of people. And we I think we have to be careful about an overreaction here. But yes. I will let you you take it first. I think we really need to be careful about an overreaction. I think Atlanta's horrific. Um <laughs> Jalen Hurts, I mean, he looked good. Um that offense looked very exciting, very creative. Um I don't want to say you know we we've seen kind of these exciting creative offenses in the past. Um, a lot of times teams do catch up with them. Um, the Niners though, they didn't put the beat down on Detroit quite like I was expecting. Um, they kind of I don't know what exactly happened there. Um, I like the over on it because um, I, I just think that while the Niners are able to create pressure and all that hurts, obviously can avoid the pressure. He's gonna make plays. Um, but I, I, I probably like the over, and I'm probably leaning towards the 49ers to cover. I just, I, I like the, I, I, like I said, I like the NFC West to pretty much win and pretty much, pretty much cover every one of their games. I think this week, um, it, it's just, I don't want to overreact to that, to that Eagles game. I, I just, I, 
I think Atlanta sucks. <laughs> I agree. No, I'm with you. Atlanta's <laughs> yeah. bad, especially defensively. It's going to take a yes. minute for them to figure it oh. out defensively. Um, the things I noticed, too, about uh, the Eagles, they did dominate the line of scrimmage in the second half, but in the first half, they got bullied in the pass, or the uh, not pass rush, they absolutely destroyed the Falcons in the pass blocking yep. section. But um, the Falcons were able to run on them. They were very good in, in rush blocking. Um, I think they had like 100 yards before the first half was even over, and then they got like 24 in the second. So it was a tale of two halves for Atlanta, which we'll talk about. But the, the Eagles' defense looked really good. The spot that was surprising, and one of those things that we did say on our breakdown of the NFC East, that you know the weak spot in the Eagles' defense was going to be the secondary, but they have a lot of upside. The defense coordinator is a secondary coach. You know, he's going to focus on them. They looked great. But then you do have to factor in it was the Falcons. Um, and Arthur Smith and Matt Ryan in their debut didn't look fantastic. Um, the O-line was good. Hertz was really good when you gave him a clean pocket. He was able to use his feet. But he also, you know, when they got creative with the blitzing schemes, bringing in corners or the unaccounted for safety, he struggled. I mean, there was also a ball he threw with a completely clean pocket, and he underthrew Ertz wide open. Um, so there were it was great explosive, but you're going up against one of the most efficient offenses. I know people want Lance to start right away. I tweeted it out. Kyle Shanahan knows what he has in Jimmy G. He's one. Yeah. He's 25 and nine with Jimmy G as a starter. He's seven and 26 without him. Jimmy runs a very efficient offense. He plays within the offense. He doesn't do kind of anything crazy. I mean, Jimmy G is one slightly overthrown ball away from being a Super Bowl winning quarterback. So like true. I think people need to kind of like Trey Lance will get his opportunity at some point, but I'm gonna trust in Kyle Shannon here. He knows what he has. He knows what he's got. He's building value for Jimmy too if they eventually trade him when they move on. Um Debo's so much fun too to watch. I know he had oh, to fumble yeah. at them, but I love Debo. It's efficient. I think the defense will settle in a little bit more. Um so, yeah, I think there's a bit of an overreaction here on, on the Eagles a little bit. Let's, I mean, if they play really well here, great. Then, you know what, now we know who they are. But I, this is a real test for them, and I, I do like the 49ers, the minus the three. Yep. All right, Saints-Panthers. <sighs> I mean, the Saints had themselves a day, and the Panthers got their revenge game. Well, I shouldn't say they got their revenge game. Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson, as you texted yep. me, got their revenge game. This is interesting. Lines at three and a half. Once again, a lot of three and a halfs out there. Over, under, 45 and a half. What are you seeing here? Um, I mean, the Panthers, you know, they, they beat the Jets. What they do. Um, the Saints went out and dominated. Uh, they just, they're incredibly well coached, which I think the Panthers actually are a pretty damn well coached team as yeah. well. Um, but I just think, you know, the Saints are just such, like a far more talented team. I, I really do. Um, so I'm going to probably go with them here and I'll probably take the over as well, just because I, Jameis went out and shocked all of us. Now, Jameis, you know, who knows what the hell he'll do this weekend? Um, <laughs> I mean, who knows? Um, but I, I do think <laughs> part of me wonders almost if like Sean Payton is looking at this as like, I want to show him better than Bruce Arians. Like <laughs> I, I just wonder almost like if that's in the back of his mind, because you know, coaches are like that. Yep. Um, but yeah, I like the saints. I just think they're just a much more talented team, much more ready team. I, I don't think Carolina, I'm not going to, you know, react to them beating the jets very strongly. Uh, I like the saints to cover here. I'm with you. The offense was phenomenal. Um, Jameis was great, but you know, Jameis is week to week. And it was something I said in the preview. I, I wrote them out in my best bets to the degenerate report, which is on badnewsmedia.com every Saturday. Three best college bets, three best NFL bets. Uh, I did mention, you know, Jameis is going to get his. He always has. He puts up big yards, he scores. It's always been the turnovers, it's always been the dumb decisions late in game when pressure is on. 
Do I think the Panthers are going to put them in some crazy bind where there's pressure? I, I don't really think so. Brian Burns is fantastic. Um, yeah. We mentioned that earlier in the in their preview. But yeah, no, it, it's one of those things where I just the Saints defense is phenomenal. I think that the Panthers are going to have some struggles here. Sam Darnold didn't like he looks good at times, but then it, you remember it's the Jets. Um, and that so, other times I was thinking, and when we saw Teddy's game, you moved on from Teddy for this. Um, but we'll see. It's early in the system. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm also on the on the Saints. We move right on to Teddy. Broncos, Jags, plus six and a half is, or five and a half, I apologize. The number has moved for the Jags. Over under is 45. Where are you here? This is a game where I, I feel like I don't need to say much. Why is this the line? Denver. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't know. I honestly have no idea. Teddy looks <laughs> like Jerry Judy hurts their offense, but last time mm-hmm. I checked, they have a lot more, they have more weapons right behind him to, to replace. Um, they got Vaughn Miller coming and attacking their rookie quarterback. I mean, I, I I don't really understand the line. I really don't. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Um, Jacksonville's defense terrible. Yeah, terrible. Um, lost on offense. No real rhyme or reason to it. Trevor Lawrence was fourth worst in bad throw rate. Only faced pressure on 15.4 percent of his dropbacks and posted a 42.1 passer rating versus the blitz. Third worst. Two picks. Two interceptions or three. Two or two. I think. Two. Three? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I he almost two. had a third. That was the other point. He threw two, and then literally the first throw back on his second one should have been picked. So yeah. it's not, it was not good. And then you have Teddy, who was really good, aggressive, yeah. highest intended yard rates or air yards per attempt in his career at 8.5. He's averaged no higher than 7.1. Um, so he looks great. The offense looked efficient. The defense is really, really good. The Broncos, we talked about them. All they need is a quarterback, and they are a Super Bowl, maybe not contender, but they're in the conversation. We start yeah. looking at them as one of those teams. Can they make a push? They just need the quarterback. I think Teddy's sort of kind of like Aaron Rodgers was the one we said would be perfect. They'd be fucking Super Bowl contenders today if that was the case. I don't hate Teddy. He plays within the system. He's really good. As far as like what they need him to do, don't lose games. Our defense will take care of it and score some points here and there. I very much like the Broncos. I was on them. I was on them heavy last week. It was the one game I bet more than a unit or even half a unit on. Um, so yeah, I, I like the Broncos minus five and a half. Yep, for sure. Cardinals Vikings. This one is interesting. Um, Vikings are plus three and a half. Over under fifty and a half. <laughs> this is another one. I mean, it's not quite as extreme, but I'm kind of surprised by the line again. Um, Cardinals look really good. Chandler Jones is an absolute freak of nature. Um, he's in a contract year and he wants money. Um, yes. Very he's much so. nuts. Um, and Kirk Cousins is not mobile. Um, I, I don't know what his numbers are against uh, any sort of pass rush or anything, but they probably are better than I think they probably are. But Chandler Jones, I think is going to give Kirk cousins fits. I think he's going to be playing a little worried. Um, Kyler is just going to cook. He's going to throw to Hopkins all game. Uh, This is a game where I kind of wonder about this spread as well. I like Arizona, another NFC West team. I think they're all just fucking awesome. So uh, I like Arizona and I like the over as well. Yeah. I think I like the over here. Mike Zimmer is 30 and 15 against the spread coming off a loss. For those of you who would want to know what he is, they had 10 penalties, I think was the final count. Um, not great. Disciplined football. Kirk, you know, put up a ton of yards, but when you watch the game, it's one of those things where you look into the analytics, eh, you know, it's a mixed bag. When you actually put on the tape, you're getting Kirk. Um, 
at the end of the day. The Cardinals were interesting. Um, first 12 plays, five penalties. Then they started to clean it up. They absolutely dominated. I have a lot to say about the Titans um, when we get to them. Murray, though, 14th highest pressure rate he saw. Best passer rating against the Blitz, 157.6. He was on fire. Um, He does remind me of Mahomes, though, that some defensive coordinators will be able to key on. He does not like to climb the pocket for the most part. He does the Mahomes thing where he tries to escape out the back. The Bucks were able to capitalize on that. Most teams will not. You have to have athletic linebackers and defensive linemen that have gap integrity and, and kind of don't over-pursue to really kind of capitalize on that. But it's a very similar trait, so there are teams that can catch them. I don't think the Vikings are that. Also, Patrick Peterson, I don't know if you were keen on him. He looks a tad bit slow. It looks, yes. looks like age is getting there to him. Jamar Chase broke the ankles a couple times yes so and i don't know if anybody's noticed the cardinals got kind of a couple dudes at the wide receiver position <laughs> you just a few you. so yeah. i'm with you that all right bucks falcons we gotta i'm gonna kind of rip through some of these a little bit quicker here okay. i just looked at the lines but big one minus 12 and a half over under 51 and a half i i'm not betting this i'm staying away from it I see why. Here's my concern. Conventional wisdom would tell you a team that had three turnovers and still won, still had a great kind of offensive game, you know, is deserving of this number. They're going to play better. You know, let's bet the spread. For those of you that that have that mindset, it's not necessarily wrong. I would say be cautious. That number is that's usually baked into the number here. Um, historically, uh, the guys that uh, you better you bet put it together. Um, last eight years, favorites coming off of turnover margins of uh, three or more are fifty one or five and thirty one against the spread uh, in the first month. So it's generally baked into the number. Um, so just, I wouldn't, that should not be your rationale for betting this game. Don't be like the bucks are going to be so much better. Cause you know, they had, you know, they gave up nine points on turnovers and they negated a touchdown because of a turnover. So, you know, that's, that's a big swing for the Cowboys, but, um, I just, this is a get right game. Like they, they played a team that could torch them passing wise, which we saw in the Cowboys, the Falcons. I don't see how this offense survives the bucks defense. I really don't. Yeah, I don't either. Um, like you said, the, the the figure is concerning. I'm probably going to stay away from the game as well, though. But I, I like the Bucks on the 12 and a half. I, I kind of look at it as a get right, let's beat the shit out of someone type game. I mean, I know they, I know they, they you guys are one and zero, but it was that game against the Cowboys didn't quite go exactly how I was expecting it to. Um, but yeah, so. I'm probably going to stay away from this game, but I kind of like them more than likely to kick the shit out of Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, Dak was getting the ball out of his, his hand very quick. The offense, to Kellen Moore's credit, which we'll talk about here, it bleeds right into this game. He realized you're not going to beat the Bucks with the run. You got to beat them through the pass, which they had the weapons to do. Dak only saw pressure on 14.5% of his dropbacks. That will increase in this game. Yep. It'll be much higher. And that'll be, that is the factor. Now, for some people that are concerned about DB depth, I would say, you know, don't be worried too much. Obviously, Murphy Button's a loss, but there is depth there. It's thin, but who, you know, thin depth at the DB position is good depth. Ross Cockrell, in 12 games he played last season for us, ranked 10th in adjusted yards allowed per coverage snap, and Dean is very serviceable. He's going to have some fuck-ups, but he's also going to have some good plays. So I wouldn't be overly concerned for Bucks fans. Um, 
you know, we have depth. It's it's not great, but it's it's serviceable. Um, so I think this is a get right game. I'm with you. Cowboys Charger. This game I'm heavy on. I love this game. Minus two and a half charges over under fifty five and a half. I have a feeling you know where I'm leading on this one, but <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, Chargers. It's week two, and the wheels are already starting to fall off for Dallas. Um, they lost. They're losing Randy Gregory. They lost to Marcus Lawrence. Michael Gallup went to the IR. Um, I feel like I'm probably missing someone else, um, but it's just. I like the Chargers in this game. Um, the, the Dallas defense, I mean, you, they, they lost their best player. They lost Marcus Lawrence, and that defense is already very concerning. I know they have some some young rookies out there that could, you know, with some talent, but I, I just think, you know, the Chargers, we, we couldn't get any pressure on them. So if, if the Washington football team couldn't get any pressure on them, if you're missing Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory, I don't see how you're going to get any pressure on um, Justin Herbert. I think he torches them yep i'm with you uh, i i um that offensive line's phenomenal uh, slater was phenomenal that defense is trash i mean the cowboys the buccaneers are the first team in nfl history to lose a turnover margin by at least three incur 100 penalty yards allow 450 yards of offense and still win the game so what does that tell you it was not a moral victory for the Cowboys. They are trash on defense. They are a, a bad coached football team, in my opinion. I am not high. Now, they did surprise me a little bit more. I thought they played better than I, I had expected. I'll give it to them. Dak's fantastic. The passing game is fantastic. We'll see what Zeke is. He was going against back-to-back best rushing defense in the NFL, but the Chargers are just so damn good. Um, they only allowed 12% pressure, whatever I gave out earlier. Um, I'm with you. I, I don't see how the Cowboys compete in this game. At this number, I like the Chargers. Tennessee Titans, Seahawks. Minus five and a half, Seahawks. Or six and a half, actually. I apologize. The numbers moved to six and a half. 53 and a half is the under. I'm going to just take this off the back because I am so mad at the Titans. The Titans, I had said they were a part of my best bet in the over for that game. The OC was going to be the thing that held them back. The OC is what held them back. They had one play action pass all game. <laughs> That was a team that feasted off play action last year. They saw Chandler Jones destroying them, and you know what he just the offensive coordinator did? Didn't give a tight end to help. Didn't give a running back in the back. They did nothing to address it. No adjustment there. So the they need to get it right quick. Um, and this is a game where they could potentially do the Seahawks defense is not the legend of boom. It's not some great, fantastic offense. But they got to get it figured out quick. This is the game to do it. I'm addicted to the over with these teams because they're so explosive. But uh, the Titans' offense was just... They were fifth and third down conversion. last. At, they converted at 46.2% last year. They converted 37 or 35% last week. Um, it, it, the defense is terrible again. You do have to start questioning Mike Vrabel here. You're like, you're a defensive guy. What is? Why can't you get this right at this point? Um, and then you have the Seahawks on the other side looked explosive. They let Russ cook. The thing with it's still early in the season, so it's fine to bet him. But at some point, you do have to get nervous that Pete Carroll is going to go all crazy and be yes. like, "We need to slow this offense down." So there is that there, but it's still early. So yeah, this is to have probably the most consistent, most dominant running back in the past three years in the NFL and the Titans, and to run one play action play is one of the most inexcusable things I've ever heard in football. <laughs> yeah. I, what are you doing? Uh, that's just ridiculous. Um, and yeah, Seattle came out and they looked good and they covered. And but Seattle has this weird thing where they win a lot of games, but they make every game just like a, the, the Broadway drama or something. I mean, it's ridiculous. 
So I'm probably going to stay away from this game. I'll probably play the total. I'll probably play the over um, because the Titans, like you said, that defense is shit. And, you know, Russ could just absolutely dominate them. If I'm going to give a play to play to the people, I'm going to say Tennessee just but I still think Seattle is going to win. Just I think it could just be one of those Seattle games where it's just like like I just said, just high drama, just back and forth. Russ wins it in the end. Um, But I I think I'm going to go with Tennessee to at least cover. Yeah, I agree. All those things I talked about show up on tape. Like, if they don't make those adjustments in this game, if we don't see an increase in motion, an increase in pass action, if we don't see, you know, the defensive line eating and them doing nothing to address it, then we have, you know, fire alarms going off in every part of our brains. But I I do think all those things show up on tape. These are not things that go unnoticed during this week of prep. So I would like to think that the Titans get on on track here. Um, So I'm with you there. Um, Chiefs-Ravens. What's there to say then, other than Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are the greatest in the month of September? I don't, I, I, I don't know how it's possible what they do. Patrick Mahomes is eleven and zero in the month of September with a thirty-seven to zero touchdown interception ratio. <laughs> this is insanity, folks. I did not know that. <laughs> I don't that know bizarre. how it's possible. That is insane. Yes, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm lost for words. They are. You said he, in the month of September, he has 37 touchdowns and zero interceptions? Yes, that is the stat <laughs> I was able to pull. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, yeah, um, Lamar has never been able to crack uh, this Kansas City team. Um, Mahomes has always played at Baltimore well. Uh, I like the over, and I also like the Chiefs to cover. Yep. Patrick Mahomes also 3-0 against the Ravens, 31 points per game when he has played the Ravens. Um, defense for the Chiefs needs to improve a little bit, but I'm exactly with you. I, there's not much to say here. I mean, the, Chief, the Chiefs are awesome. They're a college college football team. They just score. They wait until the second half, and then they just score. They run the, they run the touchdown play, and that's all that they do. Um, it's absolutely incredible. I don't know how they do it. But they're amazing, and we'll see. I don't. This will be an interesting game. It would be more interesting if the Ravens weren't so banged up on defense um, in the secondary, but... We'll see. Last game, and then we will get everybody out of here. Um, Lions-Packers. I am not happy with Aaron Rodgers. I said that before. He posted the worst bad throw rate, 33.3%. Next highest was Big Ben at 28.1. He'd have a better QBR had he thrown the ball into the dirt every single throw last game. That's incredible. This team is in a get-right game. If they don't get it right here, it is a divisional opponent. The line's at 11.5, which is big for a divisional opponent. Over-unders at 48.5. The Lions' defense is atrociously bad, but the offense has got something. Golf, fifth-best passer rating against the Blitz. Not bad. Very surprising. Small sample size. Not going to read too, too much into it, but impressive nonetheless. I thought he was impressive down the stretch. Did make the error at the end of the game, but hey... It's Jared Goff. Kept him in it close. They didn't give up. Packers have to get it right here. If they don't get it right here, it's gonna it's gonna be a minute before they do. I I, I don't know how else to do this, but the spread is big. I do not like it at all. Uh, yeah, it's it's a huge spread. Um, it like you said it. it the, this spread is so based off of get right game, expecting Aaron just to come out and be just you know the killer that he can be. Um, however, I mean over the years, Detroit has played Green Bay very well. Yep. Um, now a big part of that is the quarterback that's been there for like the last dozen years <laughs> yes. um, who's no longer there. So that's a big issue. However, just, just going off of Detroit playing 
better than I think a lot of people expected last week. Yeah. Green Bay playing like complete shit. And just the number being huge, Detroit plays them well. I'll take Detroit plus 11 and a half. I'm with you. I'm riding it. I, the defense yeah. scares the shit out of me, but we, the NFL is so hard to win games, and it is an extreme detriment when you're— yes, Aaron Rodgers is one of the most talented quarterbacks we've seen. And I think a lot of people, I got caught up in it, thought he'd just be able to step right in and go. But timing matters. Getting down routes matter. Like, all the preparation in the offseason matters that he missed at the quarterback position. And it takes a little while to get right. Now, this is a Lions defense that is bad and yeah. very bad when you look at the numbers. I, I could list them off, but we're, we're running out of time, so I want to keep wrap that up. But it is, it's bad. So he has to get it right. It'll be, this is an interesting game to watch. So I'll be watching pretty intently on, on how the offense looks. But it was, it was a shit show. Let's yes. no ifs, ands, or buts about it last week. And the Saints defense is fantastic. Give them credit to that. But there was a lot of mistakes that Aaron Rodgers does not make, I think, had he been there all offseason, had he not had kind of the turmoil he had, and yes. had he done the preparation, which will be interesting later in the season. It's a longer year. What does that look like down the road? So all things to watch for. Mm-hmm. All righty. Um, any final thoughts before we wrap this up? No, I'm good. I will tweet out my official card when I'm betting. We give picks here what we lean, but we'll give out what we actually want. Like I said, I am bets that I have made, Pats, Chargers. Outside of that, still mulling some things over, but we will post that number soon and the football team, but this comes out after that game. You'll be getting that here soon anyway. So perfect. All right, that'll wrap it up for us. And as always, peace. Peace.